the Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 75, The Best of Dancepreneuring, Part 4. Hi there, and welcome to Session Number 75 of the Dancepreneuring Studio. I'm Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the privilege of bringing you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to the art of dance as they share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. I'm bringing you part four of the Best of Dance Premiering, where I share clips of various interviews that I've done in the past, and I do have more interviews coming up in the next few weeks, which, of course, I love doing, and I was, I'm was i just thrilled to be able to share these people with you. And in this session, I get to share insights on mindset and mentoring and the teacher-student relationship in dance and so much more. I really hope you enjoy this and I hope that you listen to these interviews in their entirety. There's some really great insights and great nuggets of wisdom. Thanks again for joining me. Hey, this is Mike Kim from the Brand You Podcast and you are listening to a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio where dance inspires life and business with the one and only Annette Bone. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. This past week, I've had some interesting, insightful, inspirational, and provocative conversations that made this session the icing on the cake as I've gone through these conversations, these interviews that I've done with these past guests. And so it's been a great week. I've had a lot of things to digest and to think about. And I hope that you listen to these and can learn from these. And I also hope that if you haven't listened to part one, part two, part three, that you'd go back and listen to those as well as the other interviews. I think you'll get a lot out of them. So let's get started with the amazing Arnell Calvario, who immediately lights up a room wherever he goes and just exudes positivity. I just so appreciate that about him. And I love what he says here. Take a listen. I think everyone's journey is extraordinary and um, we excel and succeed when we truly are our, our authentic self. Um, I think when we try to fit into a box that's expected of us, um, we're only a shell of who we are, and we're never we're not as we're not happy physically or emotionally. Um, it's when we embrace exactly who we are and we think outside of the box and be okay with that, um, and actually like really thrive. That's when we begin to thrive, not just survive. CJ Edwards is one of those guys who just oozes groove. If you get a chance to take his class, you must do it. Listen to what he shares about the things that he's learned during his dance career. The biggest thing I've learned is to be be true to who I am, be patient, um, appreciate and support all forms and types of dance, even if I don't understand it, um, because that just helps myself grow. Um, study the greats, study, be a dancer and not a style. I think that would probably be the biggest lesson as well. A lot of people get stuck in just one genre or one style of dance, but dance is so universal and music is so universal that there's so many 
things that I pull from that I learned, like I love classical music and jazz music and um, house music. And I, I just, I love music period. So um, just growing in that way and different dancers that came before me. Um, yeah. I just would say the biggest things would be never stop learning, always appreciate and respect and have patience and keep your passion growing for it. Those would be the biggest things that I would, I would say I learned. While I was having this conversation with Sarah Arnold, I thought I would love to be having tea with her in a beautiful English garden and talk dance and business all afternoon. And she shares how to have a successful teacher-student relationship. So I, when I work with a student, I want them to be open because they cannot be closed off to a way that could work for them. They have to leave their ego aside. And I feel as a teacher, I have to leave mine aside as well for this, this interaction that is a, a coming together of two uh, souls, basically. What I feel I share with the students and what I love about it when we have those aha moments is it cross all the generations, you know, because we share this passion for dance. It doesn't mean if this was 1850, you could feel that way. If yes. I am 70, I could feel that way with a 10-year-old. <laughs> because yes. it's like uh, I know it's, it's what do you call it? Um, it's cross generational, but it's it's everywhere. It just exists. This sense about dance, and uh, that's what the passion we share with the student is the most wonderful thing. If they're closed off, it means to me they have a preconceived idea. You're not going to be sharing, so that's over. And then I expect them to be committed. I expect them to be consistent. I've kind of mentioned the lack of ego and a will, willingness to try things different than they might be used to in order to make progress, open to new ideas. And uh, something I've been developing for a few years is goal planning. And one of my most popular posts on my website, dexadentalartist.me, is one on how to improve without going to class. So it's got sort of, you know, a catchy title. Like, well, what does she mean by that? She's a ballet teacher. But what it is is planning out your goals outside of class so that you can implement these in class and in your life so you can improve rather than just kind of going to class aimlessly and doing the same thing every day. Kay Nicole Hagens is a beautiful example of humility, confidence, and poise. And I love what she shares about her experience in the audition process. I think you can kind of get a lot from just looking at a person, you know, how they walk into the room, how do they, you know, how they interact with other people. And I think just your personality is a big, big, not selling point, because it's not like you're trying to sell yourself based on how you act, but just how you interact with people. It's kind of gives you a sense of just how, how it will be to work with that person, you know? And I think that's more important than the dance skills, because sometimes, you know, there can be a lot of people who are very diva or very entitled or, you know, and you don't like, I don't like that feeling. I don't think other people like that feeling. So it's just kind of important, I think, to remain humble and open and and personable and friendly, you know, to even the people that you're competing against, you know, for so many years starting out in this business, when you would walk into auditions, you know, it's kind of scary at first because you don't really know people, you don't know, you know, you're kind of focused on the job or the task at hand. And But once you kind of you keep going to auditions over and over again, and you start to remember certain people, you know, remember the people around you that are auditioning with you. And it's kind of like you start to build a camaraderie with these people. And then it, it kind of changes the whole, the whole vibe of an audition. You know, it's about being here together versus, you know, solo and by yourself and feeling alone. You know, it opens it up to the community 
in in the industry as well. And I think that's really important to stay in touch with people and yeah, let them know that hey, we're all in this together, you know. And uh, I think you know also with auditioning, it's the mindset of just going in without expectation is a huge thing. I think it took me a long time to kind of grasp that. Just I think you know we're all in there. We're dreaming we want the big jobs you know we want to be on stage with this person or that person or doing this or but it's kind of like you know when you go in there there's fun in that too you know and just showing up and just being there and just learning and being present and uh not letting the outcome kind of dictate what happens later that day Alan Pizarro is constantly creating and trying new things and he's not afraid to fail he talks here about what helped propel his creative pursuits, as well as what he passes along when he's mentoring his students. I think I owe a lot of my mentality towards work um, and even play to my mom, who kind of, to this day, who I think I've ne- who's never really told me no. You know, she's always allowed me to do whatever I, I wanted to do. And I, I wasn't a bad kid or anything like that, and I wasn't spoiled either, but she basically said that if, there's something that you want to do and you can believe in, then you can do it. And I think that's probably why I'm not afraid to just try anything. Unless it doesn't kill me, you know, but like if I have an idea or a thought to just kind of just go for it and just go for what I believe in and all that. And I think that in my, my mentoring, I kind of like take that along with me and I kind of like share that with others, kind of help them to believe that they can do whatever it is they, they have in their mind as well. You know, so I think it kind of starts with that in general, just kind of believing yourself and, and just knowing that there isn't really anything that stops you but you. I'd say that'd be my maybe a first component. Staying positive, obviously, is another. And I also even look at negative things that happen as, as something that's supposed to challenge me. And I look at those things as kind of opportunities to find a solution. And I've always just kind of kept that with me as well. And so I just need like, you know, things do happen for a reason. That's something I really believe in. And so whenever I would be up against something, I just always knew that there was a point and purpose for that as well. Marissa Hamamoto didn't give herself credit for the successful businesses that she had already started before her professional wheelchair dance company until she was asked, what three things would you advise a new entrepreneur to do? And here's what she said. Pursue your passion and purpose. You definitely like, you know, whether it's dance or something else, you know, for a business to work, you have to be passionate about it. You have to be able to live and breathe it and be okay with, you know, um, working 25-8 at it to get going and being okay with the fact that maybe perhaps in the very beginning, you might not get a financial return. So that's number one, pursue your passion and purpose. Number two is finding the missing link. For me, you know, wheelchair dancing was underdeveloped and I saw clearly what I could do with it. I knew that I had the background and the resources and the knowledge to contribute to the wheelchair dance world, if I should say, or to the dance world altogether. So I found that part that was missing from the community, from the industry. And that's why I think finding that missing link is what it's gonna, what's going to make your business stand out and what's going to also, I guess, serve a need in the community. Yeah, if there's a need, there's going to be a business, basically. Yes. And number three is literally just do it. I think one of, I think one of the things that I have learned 
is it's very easy to get caught up in the world of studying and training. There's so many business seminars and all kinds of stuff out there, and I think they're all great. But like you can be studying forever, but unless you take some action, nothing's going to happen. It's always exciting to me to learn something new or get reminded of things that I know or have forgotten from other people. And that's how I feel about these Best of Dancepreneuring Part 1, Part 2, Part 3, Part 4 that I've done. And I would love to get your feedback. And you can go to AnnetteBone.com forward slash 075 where you'll also find the show notes to this session. And if you found this podcast helpful or any of the other sessions helpful, I would really appreciate a rating, a review, and for you to subscribe on either iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And that way I can continue improving the podcast and also give you a shout out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.